We'd like to thank you for joining us at Foundations of Revival. If you'd like to know a little bit more about our hearts, some free resources, how to get connected with us, or how to partner with our ministry, please visit us at www.foundationsofrevival.com. Again, www.foundationsofrevival.com. Well, welcome back to another episode of Foundations of Revival. This is Travis Holland, of course, sitting with my my beautiful, lovely wife, Shanti Holland. Uh, We're about to uh, dive into some stuff. Of course, the last couple weeks, we've been talking about knowing your seasons, what to do, how's it look like, the things that you've sort of faced in these seasons, and what we're expecting to be able to do to press on into the next season. And talking about, honestly, just knowing the different seasons and that everything has a seed time and a harvest. Um, and so today we're really going to be diving in sort of to that expectation of what we're going to be able to walk in and do and thrive in into this next season. And I'm going to let my wife sort of uh, uh, jump off from this point. She has something birthing on the inside of her talking about honor, talking about this next season. What's it really looking like? And so, Shanti, why don't you go ahead and take it? All right. So, um, one of the things, and I'm not going to get too much into this, but one of the things the Lord's been majorly talking to me about is, is, um, that we are in a time of like redeeming the time and stepping into the things that, that, that like it's um, the promised land is the mm-hmm. best way to put it. Oh, yeah. Um, and <laughs> without getting too far off is he's actually shown me a lot of, of just the layering of time that's going on right now. And, um, um, many people I'm sure have, have seen some, some routine things happening in their lives that, that remind them of the past. And, um, best way I can explain is it, it's kind of like, you know, like, um, in some respects you may feel like, oh, is this like Groundhog's Day if anybody's watched that movie? But if we want to get biblical, if we want to give a biblical event, it could feel like, you know, the 40 days in the desert, in the, in the wilderness where they were going around the same thing. I mean, it was supposed to be what, just a, a few day trip or something yeah, like it was that. Yeah, a couple week trip into the promised land. And, and here it took them 40 years. And, and I, I, I feel like that's for a lot of people that has been the way it's been for quite a while. And it seems like right when you're about to break through, um, there you go right around again and again and again. And, um, I just want to say, I really truly believe we're in a season where this is the time to break through. Like we're going to break through. And, um, the, some of the scriptures that I came, came up in for me is like Deuteronomy 11, um, or 10 and 11, where he talks about how, how that he's going to give us um, great and good cities that we did not build and houses full of all good things that you did not fill and cisterns or wells that you did not dig and vineyards and olive trees that you didn't plant. And um, he talks in this about all these things you're going to get. But what I want to talk about more than anything is the fact that beforehand he talks about um, preparing our children. Mm. And and he also talks about how these are the things that he swore to our fathers. 
you know, that Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, that he swore to them and that um, we need to keep in remembrance and then what to do on the other end of that, that when you get in there, when you get all those things, don't forget about the Lord. And, and so I see what I see is, and this is part of what the Lord's shown me on this layering of time, um, is a lot of the breaking through has to do with, um, honoring and, and obedience. Yeah. Um, and then, and then also honoring, you know, God for what he's done, um, and what he's doing and, um, and then not forgetting to honor him even after. And uh, I do believe a lot of this specific scripture has to do a lot with with sowing. And what we've sown in the past. That although he says in here that these are the good things that you did not fill. Um, and, and wells you did not dig. And vineyards and trees that you did not plant. I get that. But he's not saying that you haven't planted any. He's just mm-hmm. saying the ones that you're going to get you didn't plant. Like they were, they were planted... Um, you know, some of these were planted by the people behind that are before us. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was still some amount of honor and respect and, and, and planting and because seed time and harvest never, it never ends. That's what it says. Yeah. So, yep. so there's still, he's not just giving this to anybody. He's giving this to people who have been sowing, who have been planting, mm-hmm. who have been digging Oh, that's so good. That's so good. I mean, honestly, it reminds me of Isaac when he re-dug the wells. Mm-hmm. The wells were already there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, the, the labor that was already gone before him mm-hmm. uh, was already done and processed. And it was just going back and it was re-digging the wells that were already established. And that's a lot of uh, what revivalists do. Uh, a lot of what the prophetic do, does is we're re-digging, we're re-tapping into what has already gone before us. I mean, think of all the great men and women that have gone before us. Uh, William Seymour, A.A. A. Allen, John G. Lakes, uh, Smith Wiggleworth, Catherine Coleman's one of my favorites. You know, it, it's one of those um, things that we can chew off of and honor the works that they have done and pioneered and sort of like, I call them trailblazers because they have blazed the trail before us and we, we don't count that as a loss. Yeah, yes, they, they are already uh, standing before our fathers. They're no longer physically on this earth, but we honor what they have done before us because their ceiling is now our floor. Yeah. And and so that's a lot of actually what I'm seeing is, is when reading this is I'm looking at the things that were done before us. And um, the Lord talks a lot too. And the thing, one of the things he's been talking to me a lot about is the the um, be care- being careful about the foundation that you're laying, Come and on. that that our job is to go and lay a new foundation on top of a foundation that was already there before, um, but that each foundation is going to be tested. But what I see a lot is that people come in and they go, "I'm going to do this differently. I'm going to do it better." Um, and there isn't a lot of honor for the foundations that came mm. before it, and. And what I want, I don't want to, I want to make sure that you guys hear what I'm saying and not what I'm not, and not read other things into it. But when you are honoring the people of the past, 
you're not honoring the man. You're honoring the anointing. Come on. That is in that person. That Come That on. is what God laid, you know? I mean, yes, it is them. They're, they have to be a willing participant in it. But I'm not saying, oh, you know, I mean, yeah, I... I Catherine Coleman's awesome, but why was she awesome? She was awesome because she carried so genuinely right. that anointing right. that was on on her that was God himself, you know, the hope hope of glory was going through her and and doing things. And so we honor what she did and I don't want to I don't go and and do what she did because right. I have but, a different layer. Right. Right, you can't carbon copy them and, and try to make your own thing off of it. But you honored what they carried, you know. And, and when you brought up Catherine Coleman, you know, and I look back um, at her, and I don't formulate anything, or I don't come up to my twelve steps based off of Catherine Coleman's ministry to have my intimacy with God. But one of the things I do recognize upon her life that I have been able to glean off of was that intimacy with the Holy Spirit. I mean, she didn't even want, she would like literally go and, and, and Terry, I don't want his presence to depart. I, you know, and she treated the Holy Spirit like a friend. And at that point in time, there weren't a lot of ministers that actually did that. So now you, you look so many decades later, that is like, almost a foundational thing that a lot of people the flow and signs wonders and miracles on a normal daily basis count as a um something that is so valuable they they don't want to give it up it's about the intimacy it's about that secret place time it's about that relationship but she's one of the ones that pioneered from it and don't get me wrong, it's not about formulating it to how she did it. It wasn't the Catherine Coleman's 12 steps to intimacy with the Holy Spirit. It was she carried something. She pioneered and blazed something. So we're honoring and being able to glean from what she de- did and says, well, sh- if God is not a respective person, if she can do it with God and God can do it with her, then God can do it with me too. Right. And so what I'm seeing is, is a lot of that is that, um, those that if we're honoring, we're going into a place where we can, we can have these things, but we need to also honor what was already in that place. Right. Like, Come on. like, you know, when you come and you get your, your, your well that you haven't dug, like there has to be a understanding of what was in that well Come on. and an honor for that well, like not for the well, but you get what, what was in it. So what, which, you know, those prayers that went into it, that the, um, petitions, the different things, cause that's what the Lord shows me a lot of times when it comes to wells is that ta- he tells, shows me just, you know, the prayers and the petitions and different things that he put in that people put in that something was done. When you go into a region, for instance, if you go into a region, um, like my husband and I, that's part of what we do. And when I go into a region, I don't go in there and go, I'm just going to tell them what they need to hear. I go in and I figure out what has God already said to people in this place. And I, and I ask the Lord, you know, what was already said. And, and, um, I ask other people what was said and there's that honor for that. Mm -hmm. But, but, um, because, because of that, 
the Lord also honors us because he says, I will honor those who honor me. Right. And so, um, I just want to, I, I more, more than anything, I want to point out these, these scriptures because I feel like a lot of times people quote these scriptures and it's like, Oh, you know, he promised it. So I'm going to get it. And, and it's like, they just think that it's, Oh, it was in the word of God. So it's mine. And don't understand that these people he was talking to, um, there was, there was some conditions that were set that were met for him to say it. It wasn't like they just, he just said, ah, I'm going to do this for you today. Cause I just feel like doing it. You know, he was doing it because of what his, his father and his grandfather and his great grandfather had done, you know, like there was something that was in there. And so, um, this doesn't have to be a literal, your generation, although it could be, you could be reaping things coming up that have to do with your own personal DNA and things that have been done before you, you know, your grandparents, whatever, there's things that we reap because of our parents um, but this can also be something of you just honoring the people that came before us, um, the generals of the faith, uh, the people, maybe they're people that nobody knows or no, you know, they're the intercessors, the, the people that came in and, and just plowed the ground that nobody even knows they plowed the ground, but you, you honor the ground that was already plowed before you. You, you, you get what I'm saying? And so I, that's what I'm seeing is, is a lot of that. Um, hold on. I have another scripture I want to read unless you have something you want to add really quick. To, to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I was actually thinking about this when we were first talking and before we started doing this broadcast about Joshua. You know, Joshua was a man that honored Moses. And I, it starts off the yes. book of Joshua literally by going, Hey, (laughs) after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, what a way to open up a book of the Bible. Hey, Mm -hmm. after the death of Moses, the mighty man of God, you, you, the people, the one that led the people out of Egypt, the guy that parted the Red Seas, the guy that uh, talked with God face to face, like a friend speaking to a friend, the one that said, show me the glory uh, in the mountain, the one that was covered with so much glory, they had to veil his face, the one that had quail come through to feed the whole entire people, the, the one that saw the manna come alive. I mean, there, there's so many things, you know, pillar of fire by night, pillar of cloud by day. I mean, there's so many things as Moses, as a leader, did. I mean, he he established uh, the, uh, of course, through God, the, the traveling tent, the tabernacle, the Ark of the Covenant. I mean, there were so many things that Moses did. I mean, literally... If Joshua was was to think, hey, I got to fill this guy's shoes? Are you kidding me? This is the one that saw you, you know, saw the the back end of you and saw everything that had had been the one that was hid in the cleft of the rock. And it starts off the book of Joshua. Hey, by the way, Moses is dead now. You know, it's just like, okay, what a great inspiration for Joshua. But Joshua was able to go back and look at those things and he was able to honor those and because he honored Moses and and this is a scripture in the Bible says if you honor God he will honor you and because 
Joshua honored Moses and honored God. I mean, think about the spies that went over into the promised land. Who came back with a good report? Think about that. That was it was Joshua. He said, "Man, if God said He's given us this land, I'm not going to be like the other negative Nancys in the group. I'm honoring what God has spoken into this land that has spoken through the servant Moses. And because I'm honoring not just uh, the man and the mantle and the anointing upon his life, but I'm honoring God first and foremost. God turns around and honors him. And He says in, in Joshua one three, "I will give you every place where you set your foot." As I promised Moses, the promise that I have put upon Moses' life, I'm now putting upon you. And if you look and you start reading, even in verse 6, it says, be strong and courageous. Matter of fact, let me just back up real quick. It says that three separate times to Joshua. God wouldn't have to say this three separate times to Joshua if there wasn't a little bit a bit of fear in Joshua. I mean, his mentor just passed away. He has to lead these people now to the promised land and face the biggest obstacle in that land, which was Jericho, because those walls have never been defeated. But yet, God is saying, don't worry about it. Where you go, I go. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And it says in 6, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give to them. God was honoring Joshua, encouraging Joshua, hey, those that came before you, the promises that I have put inside of them, I am now fulfilling in you. The season that you are now stepping into is a actual prophetic decree of what I have promised to these people and to your ancestors. You're about to walk in in this season and actually fulfill it. Uh, there's two things I heard, and I don't even know if I'm going to get to the scripture I was about to read because you just said two things that just made me think of some things I wanted to point out in the middle of this um, when you were talking about negative Nancys. And I, I strongly think that um, there's two warnings I'm, I'm feeling in the midst of the season we're going in. Because one of the things I keep hearing while, in my spirit while, while we're talking as I feel like there's some people going, yeah, but I've been going around that mountain for like forever. Why should I believe you this time? Mm. that I'm crossing over. Right, right. That's Why so should I believe you? And I feel like, you know, that was another thing why he says strong, be strong and, and, and very courageous to to Joshua because you got to remember, they he is about to lead people who've been walking in the wilderness like their whole life. And they've heard about how there was a promise repeatedly, but they haven't seen it. And they haven't seen anything really um, but, but the wilderness, most of these people weren't even around in Egypt. Like they were, you know, they were pretty much died away by then. And so all they know is the stories of the past told by those people, which is another reason why, you know, in the scripture I just read recently, it talks about re- keeping our, keeping people in remembrance, you know? And so some of you, you may have even heard these stories, of, of different awakenings and revivals and things that have happened in the past. You may have heard them, but you've never seen it. You've never seen it. You've never seen this breakthrough. I've, I've never seen what you're talking about. And you have a opportunity in this um, to get negative 
or to trust and believe that this is the time. And really, so, you know, why should I believe you? Well, honestly, that's really up to you if you want to believe. But I will tell you that what you believe is what you're going to get for the most part, because that's, it's, it really has a lot to do with, with, um, your faith in this, in this new thing that we're stepping into and how you honor God in the midst of it. Because, um, one of the other things I was thinking about when you're talking about negative Nancy's is I was, I was thinking about how sometimes when you start seeing people who are getting like to their promised land and you're watching this, that everybody has an opportunity in that point to either celebrate with them or to get negative and go, where's mine? Right. It, it, honestly, you know, because you mentioned it earlier that they went 40 years in the desert. The main reason they went 40 years in the desert was because of their complaining. Right. Because God had to raise up a generation that would not only just welcome and honor God, but celebrate the promises that would have been spoken into their lives. They celebrated the promises that were not just spoken into their life, but into their father's, father's, father's lives. Right. And that's the big thing. I mean, you can read it in Numbers 14, 29. What happened because of their complaining, because they complained against God. It was like saying, you know what? God, I've had a prophetic word. God, you spoke this into my spirit. God, you said this in your word. But honestly, God, I really don't believe it. And, you know, let me just tell you, I'm just tired of waiting. And I don't think it will ever really come. I mean, your life and death are in the power of the tongue. And it's really what it's doing is, one, you're speaking out death because of your complaining into the situation. And two, what you're doing is saying, I don't believe you, God. It is faith that pleases God. Yep. It is faith, let me say that again, that pleases God. So if it's faith that com- pleases God, what does complaining do? Right. I, I'm, ju- I'm just throwing it out there. Because yeah. we... In, in this season, I mean that the the harvest season that we're we're stepping into. There's so many prophetic words that have been spoken out by Bob Jones and Rick Joyner and King Kamlin and all those ones that are you know Rick Joyner still with us, but Bob Jones and King Kamlin that have gone before us that have spoken out the billion soul harvest that have been speaking out the the harvest that's been speaking out the Joshua generations that's been speaking out prophetic decrees that we're literally starting to see and walking in if we stop and go, wait a second, it's not looking like how I think it should look like. I'm going to complain against God. That's a dangerous place to be. So I'm not throwing out, Hey, God's going to smite you down, but I'm giving you a, a wisdom and a warning and an encouragement. Use the life that's in your tongue instead of the death that's in your tongue. Because in this season that we're in, it's those that are willing and obedient, not those that are willing and grumbling and complaining that are going to step into the promise. Joshua had to be willing Okay, willing to do what God's tell him and then obedient to carry it out. Imagine if Joshua said, you know what, God, I love your plan. I'm willing to do it. And then goes and tells his whole entire army, okay, gear up. We're attacking at dawn instead of doing exactly the plan that it was set before him. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I know everybody loves words of encouragement, but I, I will tell you like these things that I've been seeing is so encouraging. It's 
all is so encouraging, but like I've been actually almost careful about even posting them out there um, for the reason of Mm -hmm. I don't want everybody to think, oh, look at this is coming. I'm finally getting mine without the I'd rather have a word of wisdom on it because Mm. ultimately speaking I really feel like you still have an opportunity like I keep the the word that keeps coming to me is Groundhog's Day anybody who's watched that movie you know and there's been many remakes of that movie in different (laughs) ways um my kids have a have one that's done on Christmas. There's stuff like that, but basically the concept is is repeating the same thing over and over again. And I, I really feel um, a, another friend of mine had said she saw a a resetting of a clock. I feel like we're there where we have that opportunity to have that clock reset. That we have Come an on. opportunity for that time to re, be redeemed. But if you are a person who is continually going, it's never happened to me. The whole reason that Groundhog Day happened in those movies is because they didn't learn. And if you if you are so focused on the past and what happened in the past, then you're not going to see the future event that he's wanting. And again, it goes also back to the honoring. Because, like, if you see, you know, other people stepping through into their promised land, and you're like, oh, woe is me, it's never going to happen to me. Number one, you're you're lining up with that. You There is power in your words. You have what you say. Period. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that, if that's what you want, okay. But I don't want that. Um, but the other thing is, is that you know, we need to celebrate with these people. Why? Why? Because when we're celebrating, then we're also honoring God because God's the one who chose. So when you sit there and come against it and go, oh man, they got it. Why did they get it? Then you're saying you know better than God too. And you're saying that you don't even honor what God, God's choice and what he did because he, he sees the hearts and he, he knows what they've planted. Yeah. He knows what they've done. He knows where the, what they've been saying. Right. Now, I think at that, that point when you're like that, sometimes what you got to do is be like Isaac and re-dig those wells, those prophetic wells that have already been spoken over you. I mean, there's yes. promises that have been birthed deeply within you. You can, you can look that up in Genesis 26, yes. 18, that Isaac redug the wells of his father, you know, talking about Jacob and Abraham. And after Abraham's death, the Philistines, the enemy went and clogged it up. Sometimes we just need to be spiritually unclogged of some junk to let that living water flow freely yes. through. It's already flowing freely through our spirit, but our mind sometimes is stopped up with junk of this world. And we really just need to renew our mind and redig those thought processes of allowing uh, the honor of God to flow freely in our minds and our lives so that when we see others getting theirs, we're not jealous. Okay. We're not jealous, but we applaud them. Praise God that they're getting their acceleration. Praise God because he's promised us all yes. to go from glory to glory. Yes. We talked about that in the last couple episodes of going from glory to glory. So if everyone has that, as we behold ourselves in the word, like in a mirror being transformed from glory to glory, then that's for you too. That's not just for everyone else, but you, but our stinking things. 
thinking needs to be just redug and uh, and washed out by the blood and by the word because it says even to re- to honestly to be renewed and be transformed by the renewing of your mind that's in in Romans 12 too it talks about in James that the renewing of your mind to receive with meekness the engrafted word of God able to save our soul our mind our will and our emotion is our soul so the engrafted word flushes out that junk and allows your mind only to think and see things how God does yes yes well um I think we're we're about done. Yeah, I mean, time goes so short in uh, sometimes these episodes where I'm like, I, I wish we can have a little bit of a longer time, but we, we like to do 30-minute blocks so we can get them through uh, different facilities. We are on Radio Air Jesus. Uh, of course, we're on podcasts. We're on Google Play. We're on uh, Spotify and a lot of different things. So that 30-minute block really does a, a great deal for us. But, hey, I want to encourage you guys. It says this in Colossians 3, 2, to set your mind on things above. Set your mind on things above, on the heavenly supernatural realm, and not on worldly things. Whenever you get to that place where you feel like you can't press through and start showing that honor, that's when you need to stop. Because it says in the word to honor all men, not some, but all. And that's men and women, just throwing it out there. Don't hear what I'm not saying. So get back and start setting your mind how Christ sees things and being able to honor all men. And that's the ones that came before us. That's the ones that are serving, co-laboring with us. And that's the ones that are going to go before us. We love you guys. We look forward to doing another broadcast next week. Well, we hope you enjoyed this broadcast, and we hope that it encourages you, edifies you, and empowers you to live out who God has already made you to be. Again, if you'd like to know a little bit more about our hearts, how to get connected with us, or partner with our ministry, please visit us at www.foundationsofrevival.com.